What a shitty band. What's that noise coming from the door? Cast. <laughs> I am Reaper. I am Eddie. I am Kevin. And this is now our first attempt to doing anything special. Halloween Hellcast. But Halloween. I think the most special thing about this is going to be that it just posts off our schedule and just posts on the holidays. Because we have a very solid schedule. But we tried. We really have tried. (laughs) Yeah, we do. Well, lately we have. Somebody had sent me a message. Yeah, I was riding home from school the other day and I was listening to Hellcast. This is actually kind of a funny story. And uh, he said, I turned off the Hellcast on my iPod, and the, and the local radio station uh, was playing that Stained song that you always sing. And I, I never was, sang Stained. <laughs> it's been a while. It has been a while. Yes, and it's you're singing Stained. So, anyway, it was funny. I said, every... Stained your ears, right? Every fucking time Reaper <laughs> sings that fucking song, I want to reach over and punch him in the face, because I'm like, that's going to be stuck in my head. And this kid was like i'm i think i'm assuming college school is what he was talking about but he's like i turned off the radio was listening to reaper and reaper had i think had said it's been a while on the episode (laughs) he turns off his ipad or whatever no idea that this whatever he was so far whatever he was listening (laughs) when he turned it off whatever the local rock radio station is as he quoted the was the eagle was that song was playing and, it, and I was like god damn it now, you know, now I'm pissed at this guy I'm like god damn it stop bringing that fucking song up because now it's going to be stuck in my head because you brought it up but anyway, it was cool it's kind of a funny story what that, song? I don't know how does it go again? You, I don't know you sing it better than I do oh are you sure? <laughs> I'm very happy around this time of year why is that? because it's Halloween and this whole month I've been uh, kind of not doing as much work after work that I would normally do and really trying to enjoy the season because it's it's awesome granted i look outside and see all these leaves in my yard and go fuck i gotta rake all those goddamn things up you know yeah no i got that fucking huge oak tree and some other fucking tree i gotta Ooh, i gotta rake like tree. and what i end up doing exactly <laughs> out by the old oak but that'd be a radio cool radio station 9587 the, the oak, oak tree <laughs> that's right anyway i usually mow the lawn and just fucking mulch my leaves well i did that last year and there's still leftover leaves and then i have dead grass there now and as far as i know that would be an eddie nightmare <laughs> you'd be out there oh, yes, with yes, patch yes. masters everywhere yes <laughs> not patch master general literally patch master for people that don't know i i ripped out a bunch of fucking Cam- cambodia shit out of my yard and planted grass. I don't but think even anyone before knows that. that. <laughs> but before that, yes. Other I, than I had dandel- Kevin. I had, I'm going to call him Grave Yeah, I had a, had a shitload of d- dandelions in my front yard, and I fucking ripped them all out. And in the process, like weeding and feeding over overdid it. So I ripped out a bunch of grass, put down a bunch of seed. I'm in my front yard one day checking out my yard because that's what you do. I'm enjoying my front steps. Uh, and there's this fucking lady walking her dog, and her fucking dog is digging in my fucking brand new plant. Because there's this one patch that wouldn't grow in about like a foot square it's like what the fuck is going on well she's out there letting her fucking dog 
piss, shit, and then kick the fucking dirt. I had my headphones on and I pulled my headphones off. I said, what the fuck are you doing? She says, my dog really likes my front, your front yard. And I was like, my front yard doesn't like your dog. And I don't like your dog doing that. I said, I worked hard on that. And I, that's why that spot won't grow in because you're a little fucking cross-eyed pug. So what I had to do was then get more soil, plant the fucking seed, put caution tape in this big fucking area around my yard to keep people's fucking dogs away. And I wanted to get a sign, but I couldn't find it that said, keep your fucking dog off my shit. But then I thought, well, I'll get like eggs and stuff but you decorated for halloween quite early though. I, I did with grass <laughs> <laughs> orange grass. and well, caution tape you said yeah yeah so yeah and then you now you set up the rest of the stuff and you're making way for the trick-or-treaters i am so they won't because trick-or-treating when you think of a holiday that's in many religions and ways that people tie because you're a metal guy and you like halloween because it's dark and stuff you think yeah, yeah the childish thing of trick-or-treating is definitely what i love about Halloween, which I actually do enjoy, but <laughs> I like you kind of think about it and you go, you know, what a real kind of just insult to the uh, ancient beliefs to, you know, it actually being about demons and shit. Like now it's just this thing about, hey, here, hi, Halloween. Oh, nice Superman outfit. Oh, you're a nice, cute little cat. Oh, that's really scary, Spider-Man. It's been modernized. It's been Christianized. It's like everybody's borrowing from everybody else. Right. And now that it's become this little trick-or-treat kind of thing and go to your spirit Halloween, Halloween USA stores that sell all these crappy props for overpriced, and then the following year you see it at a discount store for like a fraction of the price, all this shit, even that though... That's what Halloween has become. Even that now has been freaking just mocked and insulted because you walk into a goddamn store looking for Halloween shit and you see like two aisles of Halloween shit and they're like their specialty section. You know, go to like an arts and crafts store. You'll go up to their specialty section and they'll be like, you know, 10 rows. Two of them are Halloween and the rest are Christmas. And you're like, what the Already. fuck? Yeah, yeah. Hell, how many people do you even see decorating their houses anymore? Would you say, well, you guys are of older age. Have you? You noticed uh, that there is a drop off of Halloween celebrators or decorators. I mean, it depends on the neighborhood and the, the area, and just I don't know. I mean, definitely, I think uh, up here in the Cleveland area, there's a little more contact with the theme of Halloween and people being into it versus where I lived in Virginia the past 14 years. There seemed to be very little feel of Halloween in this time of year. You know, most neighborhoods are families and they have young kids. They decorate because they want to do it for the kids and all, but it's it's that happy, you know, smiling pumpkin and and goofy boo and you know yeah. and, and stuff like that. But it's like I want my Halloween to be fucking scary. At least somebody's decorating for Halloween, but in the back of my head it's like, oh that's that's cool. It's orange and light lit up and pumpkins, but Yeah. And whether it be corporate, whether it be just the acceptance of the holiday or religious experiences, you know, relig all religions borrow from one another. All these factors, whether they those be those or various other ones, also plays into Halloween now becoming more for the family. Or even as we were talking about it, kind of like, well, I don't exactly know. And then you had to pull it up on the internet some of these origins some of these traditions it kind of gets lost through time and another thing that really gets lost i'm speaking of halloween and the demons and all that is the demonology that is really tied into metal a lot of times you will have like say there is a true satanist that's in the metal and stuff 
I would be kind of insulted when you find this the retro thrash movement uh, to point that out, and you have 15-year-old kids, you know, writing songs about you hail Leviathan or Belial, you know, because they heard it on Venom, and you know, and then the, then they write their song copying it off Venom, right. and they have no idea who the hell that is. They don't even know it's a demon. Shit, I'm guilty of it. There's bands after looking at a demon list that it's like I just thought that was a silly name for a band, and now it turns out that's a demon. Like, oh well, now that's kind of kind of cool you know what i mean and it's definitely i i think very guilty in metal you have a lot of parties just like the trick-or-treat thing where there maybe be like eddie satan where it's like fuck that i don't like it looking as so cute and stuff over there where me i, I, I never even thought of it that way i'm just kind of like well cool they're decorating where some people might be offended you know like fuck i de- believe in demons or even the flip side a christian and that's where a lot of metal probably even gets a lot of the uh negativity that it does from religious people well they sing about demons and it's all that and we've defended it time and time again it's like well it's just story and stuff and a lot of times that is exactly what it is it's a story and furthermore written by a guy that doesn't even know what the fuck he's talking about like hell for instance has a song called dark angel and it's to me sounds like like there's quotes i think from uh conjurations mm-hmm. whatever ritual and again here's my ignorance whatever you would call it to summon up demons for whatever reason i think it's a very cool story this is presenting I, yeah, I can't speak for those guys. Are they really using this as a conjuration? Is it something they're just referring to because they really do conjure? Or is it just a cool story for them? But regardless, demons and demonology, which I know very little about, is a very cool basis for a lot of songs, obviously, stories. But I don't believe it. Hell, I don't even believe these. De- I don't even believe in these demons. Am I saying it's fact and they don't exist? No, I just I don't believe it. It's cool to hear these stories. Personally, even to write about those kind of things and to have interest where some of this stuff comes from i don't know would you agree kevin eddie the most overused demon mentioned in metal would probably be leviathan um one of them i'd think probably baphomet is probably the most well known so baphomet Um, is an actual demon yeah oh i thought it was just a symbol (laughs) no baphomet is is that goat headed um, see i don't even know oh like, oh, well, uh, then, like that, that, then that case, Baphomet is the most used because <laughs> <laughs> he's all over everything. And what about Belial? I mean, that's another very well used yeah, one. Yeah, it's well known. Yeah. Definitely a band. Venom mentions him. To Hell, Belial. everyone in Venom's name is a demon. Abaddon. Kronos is a demon, right? No, Kronos was uh, in the Greek mythology. Oh, really? He was one of the. Uh, I guess Mantis uh, isn't a demon either. Abaddon is remember. definitely. Yeah, though. Abaddon is, yeah. Belial, though, he, he might be one of my favorite ones because. Um, the Prince of Trickery and the Demon of Sodomy and the Antichrist. So he's he's fucking heavy duty shit. See, that's the well, shit that yeah. gets confusing though. Yeah. So he is the Antichrist. But, like, but again, well, that's what the fuck does one that? one belief. All these guys are probably See, Antichrist yeah. to some degree. Yeah. But Sodomy, I mean, hey, yeah, yeah, hey, that would that would be great. The <laughs> fucking Demon of Sodomy. Mantis is not a, a demon then. Uh, is that on your list? This is the demonology report in, in accordance <laughs> to Venom. <laughs> I'm sitting there ripping on other, the other kids. Like, yeah, the kids just listen to Venom. It's just kind of like it's it's true to life experience. Well, that's just what I was doing, I guess. That's why I don't sing about demons because I don't know shit about them. <laughs> and I get confused. It's like, fuck. I think everyone else is confused, too. Yeah, it seems like there's many variations on you have the same demon names but different uh, takes on what they represent through different 
cultures and different religions may have the same creature from the sea or whatever may not be all called leviathan or may have different aspects about them but it's still essentially the same thing but different people view from different cultures view it differently just right. because of the way they're grown up the way their stories were handed down to them through ge- their different generations basically other religions approached each and every demon got their stance on it like they do with a god like right. how everyone has like this different belief on their on god quote unquote because i guess maybe he has other guys maybe there's a you know a, a, an angel that's you know it's got a name and he's you know he's the prince of the sea or the prince of the heavens and also god like belial's also i guess satan you know yeah like it's but says, no that's I, the I thing is the satan, the was satan, or, satan is not the antichrist satan was just so a fallen angel yeah. but then he is interpreted as the antichrist see i just look at a lot of the demonology stuff you know religious stuff and just kind of like that's a fun story but it's like how does he even have all this shit to it? Because it's just like, why? people buy into this? Like, really? That, <laughs> yeah. that much to have a yeah. different story, too? There's all this history to it? God damn. Yeah, and or like Orbas, you know, he's the prince of hell. What does that mean? I mean, so does exactly. That- and I can see why you would study it. It's an I, I've half-assed attempted it myself, which clearly doesn't seem that I did. It's more of an eighth-assed. I actually just lose interest. You're like, well, wait, wait, what? Like you read one thing, and it's like, well, this guy did this, but then there's the 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 New Testament. The, like if you're on the Christian base to it, well, in the Old Testament it's that, but then in the New Testament it's this, and it's just like, well, motherfucker, just tell me what it is. Like, yeah. God damn. It's like you said, it's like culture-based. Too many variations on the same thing, yeah. same stories, and you don't know what, with di- just enough differences to confuse uh, at a certain level. Yeah, you, the basic story or the basic concepts might be the same, but if you try to get into any type of detail, depending on what you're trying to research, sometimes it's just totally, it's it's counterproductive to your point yeah. because you just get confused with it because of the all the different variations through the different uh, cultures yeah it's, it's like it's not a it's not a slang or a language like why does it differ with the culture it's a it's supposed to be a freaking fact you know yeah <laughs> the average joe schmo in the metal in these bands writing about this stuff they just because it's just cool it's interesting you read you know you read dante's inferno or you know paradise lost and it's like well cool you learned about some cool you know demonic kind of stuff and that's about where it ends you know, at yeah. least at least personally i just think it's a cool sounding story or a cool subject i'm mm-hmm. not thoroughly interested to know the entirety of it right. well and that's you know like when you when you play even video games kevin's a gamer i'm not but i've watched him play there's a certain coolness about it like it, just get on the internet and google demons and and start you know list of demons or do the marquee of hell and take one of these demons names do a search for it and you see someone's interpretation of what this demon looks like it's some cool fucking shit like oh, Baphomet yeah. like you see him with his head with upside down pentagram that's cool very overused obviously because it's cool but then some of the ways where you see the, the goat head on the person sitting with his little symbols that he's holding up I've seen statues of it I don't know a whole lot about what he stands for so to speak or, but I'm like that's a cool looking statue I'd like to have that in my house it's there's there's something fucking neat about it it makes for a good piece of artwork that's what demons are to me man they're cool they're cool drawings with a background story to it exactly birthday bongs incorporated in collaboration with milwaukee's best present ACDC Live Outdoor 
Theaters at Blossom Music Center, Friday, December 5th, with Pink Floyd. It's the Back in the Light Devouring Dark Side of the Moon Tour, with special guests, Archgoat. Tickets and long johns available at all K-Bar locations. ACDC, Pink Floyd, and special guests, Archgoat. The Back in the Light Devouring Dark Side of the Moon Tour. Don't miss it. So whatever happened throughout time to change the perspective of Halloween and their celebration and traditions, common day is that we do trick-or-treat. And there's something that it wouldn't be an, an episode for Halloween if we did not give what is an evidently a trick being played by someone. And the outcome is definitely a treat. Because Hell's Bells has returned. And I had some further questions for him. Many people were wondering what his response would be to uh, me asking him about Archgoat. And that was, uh, I kind of hinted that last time when we talked about it, but then my, you know, my tape lost and all that. So starting out is the uh, beginning of that tape, and then the third visit from Hell's Bells. All right on. Here is your trick-or-treat from Hellcast. I saw a flyer online. The third, it said the third band that was playing was a band called Archgoat. I have no idea. No, I don't know. I was funny enough, though. Yeah? I told you that. I don't know why. Yeah, I was kind of surprised that they'd be playing that, so. I was fucking trash. Oh. <laughs> I love how That just, guy's always fucking trash. I know. It's just great. It, the audio gets better, too, by the way. But I just love it how the this show that never happened, though, it's like, <laughs> I don't know, dude. But it's just level. You know, nothing overly just getting all upset about as he did later and that <laughs> that one time and does here. Hey, I want you to get me a Jerry Garcia t-shirt. Jerry Garcia? Yeah, Grateful Dead. He said, I want you to get me a Jerry Garcia t-shirt. I actually heard that one better. Okay, I first. wasn't sure if you could hear like the... Yeah. There's a lot of... He's, he's working at the same time, so it gets better when he gets closer. But he just asked me for a Jerry yeah, Garcia t-shirt. put a mic on him. Tell him you're going deaf. <laughs> I know, dude. So, yeah, yeah. Jerry Garcia t-shirt. And I was like, oh... And he's like... I was like, oh, Jerry Garcia? And he's like, yeah, from Grateful Dead. Can you get it? Oh, I think he was in Archgoat, right? Yeah, he was in... Right. But he was in Archgoat. And that was where it ended. But basically, I asked, that was the end of that. That was where my, the tape fucked up last time. I had to retell the story. But I asked him about Jerry Garcia. And I said, oh, yeah, he was in Archgo. And as you heard, he went, what? Mm-hmm. It's like, like, I'm a freaking idiot. So like, here, that, like, now my question is, was his reaction like he was... Like, huh, he really was? Or no, was no. he looking at you like you're an idiot? Yeah, you can. Okay. Jerry Garcia? Yeah, Grateful Dead. Can you get it? Oh, I think he was in Archgoat, right? Yeah, he was in Archgoat. Like, almost like he was, like, contemplating, like, was he? Okay, well, maybe, <laughs> well, maybe uh, from maybe, memory. Maybe to see his face as well. Yeah, yeah, maybe from memory, though. That, that, but he definitely, like, I'm a dumb fuck. Because he did, like, the conversation went on then. Before moving on, he, he kind of just went, I don't know. Like, it started dropping. He, he didn't, no, well, that that was later. But the as far as the Jerry Garcia thing, he didn't fully, like, comprehend that I was fucking with him and, like, kind of humored the fact, like, I just don't remember if that was the name of his band. So he's on he's on the line to somewhat believing that Jerry Garcia was indeed an archgoat. <laughs> <laughs> and here's his other visit. Yep. That was him? Yeah. 
How's the birthday bong been treating you? Doing me good, man. How you doing? Oh, I've been doing all right. Birthday bong last time it was lost in the tape, but he was telling me about uh, how he's uh, his birthday was just around the and uh, and I was like, oh, you celebrate really well. He's like, yeah, my old lady got me. Well, you wouldn't really know about that kind of stuff. I'm just like, know about what? <laughs> he's like, well, you're young. I'm just like, try me. And then that's where I busted out the whole you don't have to be old, be wise kind of thing. And that was crazy so Einstein he, shit. He, didn't, he know. didn't. But then it leveled that he got a bong and. Because I guess he thinks I'm just that fucking stupid. See, I thought like maybe a birthday bong meant that he smoked one for... Well, then that was the thing. So now he's got two different aliases around the shop is now it's birthday bong. Because he said he got a bong for his birthday. Fucking and I wouldn't know what that was. So. Right. Not the paperwork. Yeah, that's what they all say. Welcome to hell, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so I found some jams for you. Which fine. We got cream face. And right there, his response is not exactly from the cream face name, but I was showing them a CD. On the front of the CD <laughs> is a, a dick and a, a chick's mouth. And then on the back, when you flip it over and look like at it. Like a photo or a drawing? Yeah, so no, it's a photo. Oh, that's funny. And, uh, and then on the. So that's evident. But then on the back. <laughs> You look at it for a second, it's all black and white, and it's a, a lot of black. And you, so you look at it at first glance, you don't really know what's going on. And then all of a sudden, you, you're kind of staring at it, and all of a sudden, you're like, ah, shit. You realize that it's a picture of a dick with cum coming out of it. And that's on the back, so that's kind of him going, what the fuck you got here? <laughs> you are sick motherfucker. You know it is. There's that cocaine you were interested in. Yeah. You want 11 hours for that. Yeah, well, what? Make a fucking record for that. <laughs> no? You want? You don't want to hear go penis? Hell no. I didn't hear you. Well, you give me money. Oh, I forgot one yesterday. Not yesterday. Last week, my wife got it. There's Jerry Garcia. There's Jerry Garcia again. Yeah, she found some of his oldest. Really? So she found like the the uh, arch goat demos? <laughs> oh, it is shit, I haven't opened it up yet. It's actually the goodies. Holy the goodies. Hell, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? It's a goat penis. <laughs> Why don't you want goat penis? Why won't you give the goat fuck penis? Do, man, I take that shit on my lady to whoop my ass and come back and kick you in the ass. Why would she do that? What's wrong with goat penis? Open it up. Let's hear it. So here's goat penis. You gotta be awful fucking high to understand that shit. <laughs> you know? Why is everything gonna be high? Maybe we're, <laughs> you know? They wouldn't get the birthday bong going. You didn't hear my response, so I was like, you're not? <laughs> <laughs> so funny. maybe if you get the birthday bong going. That one will be good to jam with it. I'll pass. I'll pass. No? Damn. It's like going, well, I still want my t-shirt. Fuck you, I got enough for it. I don't think you do. <laughs> <laughs> not joking, this shirt. <laughs> Come in your mouth, penis. Come in your mouth, penis. But why? So you'd rather have a shirt that says "fuck you"? I got enough friends as opposed to go penis. Imagine the looks that you'd get if you're like in like marks or something. You got to go. I know. I no, no, no. 
I had a shirt one time that said, fuck you, I got enough friends and lost it. How did that work out for you? Motherfuckers, man, didn't really give a fuck, dude. See, if you had goat penis, they would. <laughs> I ain't walking around with no goat penis, cum face, or whatever I might fucking call Cum face. <laughs> All right. I can see me wear that motherfucking shit in the work and get fired. Uh, why, yeah, why would you think it's okay to wear that to work? Was he wouldn't he wouldn't be able to wear a goat penis into work? But like the it, but the fuck yeah, I got enough friends. I guess is okay. Yeah, but it, so I, he's a delivery guy, and he doesn't have a uniform. Yeah, he does. So then, why would he be concerned about wearing that shirt to work if he? Why does has he a uniform? <laughs> I, this guy's not. Why did ACDC play a show with uh, Pink Floyd that never happened? And you know, you I, and England's close to uh, Brazil. Brazil. I, I was at that show. Well, and then and why it was in Ireland? Which well, is and and wait until he's gonna give you some more uh, knowledge <laughs> that you other things you didn't know, and then you're gonna go, and then we'll reapproach that. Why? How he even fathoms the fact that if he can can't wear a T-shirt to work, even though he wears a uniform. It'll all become much clearer. I'm sure it won't. you say when she comes out whips your ass? Sell some hillbilly shit. That'll go over real well. Because you're not a hillbilly? There's a lot of bands. Was he being sarcastic? Starting out no. in garages. I thought you said ACDC was the only band that started out in the garage. Snapwalk did. Jerry Garcia did. Jimi Hendrix did. Oh. See, he so he walks over and he sees all these books, the um, or the Underground Never Dies book, mm-hmm. and that's where I was like, you know, there's a lot of bands in there talking about how they start on garages. And previously, he told me that only ACDC started out in a garage, so okay. that's why I was like, well, I, I thought you said only ACDC. And like, I like how he was just quick to like, well, no, like, you know, Steppenwolf did, uh, Jerry Garcia, Jimi Hendrix, and it's just kind of like, why would you even humor that response? Like, <laughs> it's just, it's still, I'm just perplexed See, why this even is a detail. Started like straight away playing arena rock. Tours, you of know, course. They made, I, you know, they just made the record and uh, exactly. fucking famous. Exactly. That's why it's so fucking funny. Well, why would that even be a factor? Why would we be even discussing where they started out? Like, I could see it be like, well, they start out in England, you know, the, at, in the clubs of England, like, you know, playing at, uh, you know, whatever favorite English bar or more or better example. They start out, you know, playing New York, like they're playing like CBGBs and stuff like that. That would be a start out conversation. Garage, not so much. Because <laughs> I think that's where everybody. Fuck exactly. Right. But no, 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 they didn't, dude. Not like them, at least. I gotta get stoned like that this. often. <laughs> I go home, I start playing that my way to come in the fucking door, dude. I wouldn't have a fucking CD player or stereo or nothing. Yeah? I guarantee you that. <laughs> Sounds like you don't. That could be another band, Golf Dick. <laughs> I don't know, brother. You want to build him You want to build him up. Oh, so, so right, and then right here now, I got out of him that he was going hunting for the weekend with his friends. So I said, well, why don't you bring down goat penis and ass flavor? You could be jamming that and uh, cream face. And that's where he's like, you want a building? You want a building left? And so I'm trying to get him to answer this question. Like, well, what do you mean by do I want a building left? I mean, I clearly know what he means by it, but I wanted to have him tell me. <laughs> well, no, this motherfucker. Why would they do Hawaii? My friends are into this guy. <laughs> <laughs> You're forgetting I'm a whole 
Just because he's <laughs> Sounds like they blow up the building, they got a problem with the cream face. Yeah, they probably did know it then. <laughs> Might be the greatest thing since goat penis. And they know where you're going to play it. <laughs> I already know that. Why is that? Why wouldn't I play it? I bet I'd come out to your place and you wouldn't even think about playing this shit. Fucking Pink Floyd's supposed to show up. Thought they were already here. And coming back for another grand tour. Yeah? ACD's playing with them again? I just turned it on the radio and remember oh. this a minute ago. Cool, they're gonna play Blossom? Uh, it's gonna have to be inside. It's gonna have to be inside. Oh, well, is that soon? Yeah. All the shit that we're kind of like, what do you mean they're playing at Blossom in the late September is all coming now to where it's like, well, duh, idiot. Like, yeah, well, it's going to be December, so they can't play it outdoor at Blossom. It's like, oh, okay. So it makes sense now, but it didn't make sense in late September. But like, what was also funny to me is that, like, they're coming well, back. They're gonna, well, no, even before that was his friends won't like the music, so they're rational. And I, granted, he's kidding, but he's probably half serious. Their friends, his friends' rational reaction would be to blow the place up it comes from because they don't understand it and that's the mentality of a lot of fucking people yep i was really wanting him to answer why like why would they have why do they have a problem with cream face so much to blow this place up right and they he, he didn't give me the obvious answer so we find out that pink floyd's coming back no acds here well at least we're not sure that they're coming back maybe our and they're definitely not playing the outdoor place when they're definitely not doing that but now we really find out some very key details about acdc that we did not know. And I'm very, I for one feel enriched with this knowledge. Well, that's I was reading an ACDC book. They said that uh, when Bon Scott died, they had several tryouts and they were going to consider Mel no. Gibson playing in the band. Oh, who the fuck you lied to Yeah, you? and they had. You show me the book and I'll eat that motherfucker. Yeah. You show it to me. Well, they said that Mel Gibson was in you the band. But then he that. quit. He, he quit because Mel he didn't want to. No. Yeah, Mel because he's Mel Australian. Fucking garbage. Yeah, <laughs> that motherfucker was never in that band. He was in it never. briefly, and he no, was going to play. No, he wasn't. But <laughs> this is the best fucking part, though. So absolutely, without a doubt, in Hell's Bell's mind, Mel Gibson, no way in hell was in ACDC. Which is, that's pretty logical and smart thing to think, because... Right. But with all the other shit he said, right. you would think that he would humor that. <laughs> well, that's where I was... But this is the best part, because no way is he in, and, every, and, and just consider everything else he's told us, okay? <laughs> Just remember. And then he, he quit. No. Yeah, he no. quit, though. Well, it makes sense because he said they quit because they had Highway to Hell and like they wanted to play no. the old songs. No. The one dude that was in that motherfucker that I know for fact is Bob Seger. <laughs> Bob Seger was in ACDC? <laughs> Bob Seger. When was he in ACDC? That was back in 72. Yeah? What did he do? I don't know what he did. Not Bruce. It wasn't him. It was uh, uh, Bruce Stein. Bruce. Bruce Stein. Springsteen? That dude, yeah. Bruce Springsteen was in ACDC. He turned the tables on you now. Th those are the. Do you have those demos? <laughs> no. I was I born didn't. in Australia. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I was born. He's dropping some knowledge on you. I guess it was Bruce Springsteen in the ACDC Street Band, I guess. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen, yeah, in the Sydney. But drive. I, lo I love it, though. Because at first, it was just like the, the Amish thing. Like, that wasn't me. Wait, well, maybe it was, but first, it's like, I'll tell you what, there's no fucking way Mel Gibson, who is Australian was and sings, was ever in ACDC. 
I mean, I had a, a, it was bullshit, but I had a way more plausible story with freaking uh, an Mel Australian G- with an Australian man, famous man, singing and uh, quitting because he's religious and wouldn't want to sing something about hell. That makes way more sense than two established musicians that s- sing nothing on in the style of ACDC were in ACDC. But then he doesn't even fucking know. <laughs> but I, and I still love it, though, where it's, give me that fucking book and I'll take a bite out of it. There ain't no way in hell I'll Mel Gibson was in it. And it's like, what do you mean? He's but then you follow it. up with, I'll tell you what, Bob Seger was in I there. I guarantee it. And then even then he defies <laughs> you. No, it wasn't that. Bruce Dean. Bruce Dean. Right, exactly. It's I know Bruce Dean. word for him. <laughs> Let's find out more. No, 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 no. But he wasn't in the 70s. Yeah, no. (laughs) I know one of them was in that fucking group. He was was with a street street band. Street band. Then he was with another group. Before that. Forget what the fuck it was. Before that. Oh, Bruce Springsteen had a band Portal before that. Had what? He had a band called Portal. Dude, why don't you go in there and listen to that cream face? Well, you don't even know what it's called. <laughs> you said he had a different band. It was called Portal. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No. How do you know? You, you don't seem convinced. You know, I ain't convinced. Neither is he. We carry a cocky monkey fuck? What you, what, what, is that what you said? That's, just, what, oh. that's what he said, a cocky monkey fuck. No, I didn't. That was the band, name of the band, Cocky Monkey Fuck? No, no, no. I How the fuck do that's what you said? I he never said cocky monkey fuck. I never said that. See? Cocky monkey fuck. Yeah. No, no, no. Who's no, other no. I said he's that Bruce Springsteen. It's the other dude that works at HH. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He was. He he likes Hell's Bells too. <laughs> yeah, and he he was leading it on. But yeah, so Hell's Bells out of nowhere. Well, the other dude thought that Hell's Bells said cocky monkey fuck. Hell's Bells is like, no, that's what he said, referring to me. And I never said. I mean, we have the fucking tape. Right. I never said <laughs> cocky monkey fuck. So <laughs> even further, in case you weren't convinced that this guy's full of shit enough by saying that I'm a dumb fuck that Mel Gibson was Gibson was in ACDC, but Bob Seger, but I'm not sure. Wait, Bruce Stain, wait, Bruce Springsteen was an ACDC. And he had I know band. for a fact, as he said, I know for a fact, but wait, I'm not sure. Um, I think, fuck, what was that band called? And then I say Portal. A, a plausible name for a, a guy like, I mean, that's not very vulgar or anything. That's overly like Creamface or something, if I were to say, like I have. So it's like, yeah, he could be in a band called Portal, but absolutely not i'm just a total dumb fuck he just was not in a band like that well okay and then you instilled the knowledge upon me that i said monkey cream fuck or whatever the hell that i didn't (laughs) even say that's how you follow it up like i love it this guy's great and had a band called portal before he had a band called east street band and there was another band he played in i forget what it was portal no (laughs) yeah it was his basement band Got one called Monkey Fuck, I'll buy it. Alright. Hell's Bells, man. Hell's Bells. <laughs> Hell's Bells. Monkey Fuck, I will. <laughs> so next time I see him, I'm going to have a Monkey Fuck CD. All right. And a Monkey Fuck t-shirt. I think he should do that. And I don't think he's going to remember it's, it's at all. It's a cocky Monkey Fuck. Well, see, he thought it was Monkey Fuck. He already forgot. He's already forgot. Well, he seems to have re- remembered and forgotten a lot of stuff that didn't exist. <laughs> Which, you know what's funny is that it guy... one sentence. That, that, that guy has forgotten more untruths than I've ever known in my life. <laughs> I know. Where does he come up with this I, shit? I don't know. And how does he even register? Because I edited it out of the tape, but like, in the, in, there was a part of that conversation, more serious part. He was telling me how his friends were going hunting. And I was like, oh, I haven't gone hunting in a while. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm surprised you go hunting. I was like, why is that? And he, that was his response. So I don't know what the fuck that's supposed <laughs> right, to mean. Because, yeah, it, it's, so, yeah. But then... 
But then he was going on, and like, so I started asking him questions, like, so in Ohio, like, where do you go hunting? He's like, I go to West Virginia. So I was asking state by state for people that don't know, the hunting laws are different, different seasons and stuff like that. So, and I'm, and I'm asking him about West Virginia law and stuff, and you know, he's telling me, and I'm thinking, why am I even having this conversation? How do I know any of this shit is even true? <laughs> oh, yeah, nothing that guy says is not suspect. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, hell's bells. It's a goat penis!
metal people like the Misfits. So what would seemingly be the reason why they wouldn't like horror punk? And, well, much to my surprise, actually, kind of liking horror punk myself, there's a lot of people that don't like a lot of those bands. Now, some of them are pretty obvious why, while others I don't quite get. But we're here to share you some horror punk. Cool. And maybe you'll like it. Maybe you won't. Fuck you. But either way, Lurking Corpses, who we kind of fancy, Eddie mostly, (laughs) (laughs) you may have heard of their name before. Once or twice. The Lurking who? Right. Well, they have just released a new album, Working for the Devil. And uh, it is out now on Hell's Headbangers, so consider this a plug and us talking. And a recommendation. Go <laughs> and fucking a recommendation. buy it. It's good. Bye. Kevin picked this song, Blind, Blind Dead Arise. So if you don't like it and don't think that would be the song that you would pick, write him an email and tell him. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Kevin. <laughs> I mean, Graveworm. <laughs> right. right. But many, one of the things about the Lurking Corpse is that's really cool and that you don't entirely get with a lot of the horror punk stuff is, well, obviously they're influenced by the Misfits. And a lot of times people just bring that factor up and that's it. You know, they don't talk about, well, he did that uh, death metal voice that sounds like Chris Barnes. Or, hey, he did that uh, high-pitched scream that would all, uh, sound a lot like King Diamond. Or, hey, this or that or this. Because there's a lot Elvis of stuff. or whatever, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of variations with the bands. No, they just go... Yeah, you know, they sound a lot like the Misfits, so I couldn't really get into it. It's like, but you like the Misfits, too. <laughs> you know, yeah. why wouldn't you want a band that's taking an interesting approach to that? So whatever. So you got a lot of haters to the genre, but definitely I find that... Yeah, uh, and the funny thing is, is like with the Lurking Corpses, I, I don't consider them a horror punk band like some of the others I think we're going to go are, but very I, much they so. just have a very horror... They have the, the image of it in a way, but it's, it's just one of their many influences. Because, I mean, listen to this. This is not... This is fucking metal. It's probably the and most yeah. metal song on the new album, but they de- delve in so many different genres. And that's what's unique and enticing about them is because it doesn't sound forced. It just sounds natural. Maybe because we've known the band for so long. We've seen them live numerous times. We just got into the sound or whatever the reason is. It's just, it's fucking good music. Well, speaking of, you know, good music and getting into it and all that, you know, a lot of people, too, a lot of metal and punk go hand in hand a lot. And I do like punk to a sense, but I don't really, really would say I wouldn't consider myself to be a punk fan. I much would, I, I humor and am attracted more to the, uh, the genre of horror punk than I would to be to punk. If I were, like, if someone were like, yeah, you should check it out, it's a punk band that, like, you know, you have, like, that casual conversation with some person, and they'll, like, just, they'll be like, yeah, well, you'll like it, and it's kind of like, how the fuck would you know if I like it? We hardly, (laughs) we we hardly met, you know? It's because they like it, they assume Right, so it's like, well, you should check it out, you know, it's punk, I would kind of be like, ah, but okay, yeah, and then not check it out ever, (laughs) because I'm not really attracted to the punk stuff, or horror punk, it's a little more definitive to me, like, well, I like horror punk stuff, granted, there's a shit ton of bad stuff, and stuff that is just... Influenced or trying to just copy Misfits stuff way too much, and, and and so it's turned off. And punk is such a generic term, like rock, even metal these days. The exactly. shit that passes as metal, like I, I can like because well, Billy Idol was punk. Well, Billy Idol was pop, but there was people out there who believe he was. And maybe at one point he was. Yeah, with uh, what the hell was his band before that Generation X or something? 
Yeah. Uh, I think it was a yeah. band called Ass Flavor. Yes, that's probably. <laughs> but I, I'm not familiar with any of that stuff. But. Well, I'm so where I was getting with that though is you know Kevin, you like a lot of uh, or Grave Vermin, you like a lot of horror punk. Sure. Do you, are you a punk fan as well or just? Um, it's hit and miss. I mean, I like a lot of the '80s punk. Uh, you know, the first Suicidal Tendencies album, Minor Threat, Black Flag. Uh, but then there's other stuff that's uh, I, there's just so much of it that I haven't been exposed to. There's a uh, uniform choice, which I'm very uh, little, I'm not familiar enough with. And um, I like the adolescence. Yeah, and um, there's just so many bands that it's almost as expansive, if not as expansive as just metal. Just I grew up listening to more metal than I did punk. So getting back into it. It just, uh, I mean, back into the, the circle of things with the, the genres being interconnected at one point or another. You just, you, li- you like it or you don't. But there's just there's a lot of punk bands out there that I'm sure I'd like. I just haven't heard yet. But it seems like I gravitate towards the 80s sound o- overall. So rather than like most people that, that would follow the horror punk thing that are just clearly Misfits fans. You've obvi- you obviously delve further than just Misfits being a horror punk fan. Hell, are you? A, a, how big of a Misfits fan are you? Uh, I like all the eras of. He's Misfits. about five foot eight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eddie <yeah>. joke. <laughs> yeah, I like all the eras of the Misfits. I mean, of course, uh, the, the the Danzig era is is my favorite. But um, each uh, era, if uh, people don't understand, is the Danzig era, the Michael Gray's era, then currently the Jerry Only era. If that, however you Which wanna, most people seem to just despise. Yeah, despise, but I, I enjoy it. I mean, it's different, but it's still it's just a different take on the, the concept of the misfits, you know. Yeah. And they're and it's just strange and weird that they're bigger now than they ever have been. Whenever the founding, you know, icon of Glenn Danzig is nowhere to be found in the bands. So right, right. Just, and with the the quote unquote shittier music that they're outputting right the, the music's a little more acceptable it's 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 a little safer it's a little more just like rock and roll or it's not it's not as raw as it's it not as raw used in to your be, face yeah. and so it's just it's a different take i mean you could almost say it could be a different band altogether and they're just carrying on the name but i mean i think uh, jerry only has a, a right to use the name i mean he's around it long enough that it's not like he's he's not a johnny come lately with it yeah, yeah, so it's. I think it's respectable, and I. There is that it. Christ thing, though. <laughs> <laughs> what Christ thing? <laughs> yeah, he's religious. Big JC. Oh, I didn't thing, realize yeah. that. Oh yeah, and he's even. He's now he's getting even more like it was. I was like, oh, whatever, you know, that's his thing, and I respected it. And then now he's just he's made some remarks. Now it's just kind of like, oh God. Uh, but pun, uh, the pun. Yeah, <laughs> and they have Christ the Conqueror. That was him and Doyle. Brothers, obviously, they did uh, that metal band, which actually, fun fact for the people that don't know, most of those Christ the Conqueror riffs and songs were actually songs that they reused on those right. Michael Graves era stuff. Curious enough, because we don't really talk about it on Hellcast, are you a, a big Misfits fan? Like, No, I'm not a big fan. When I was a kid, of course, like a lot of us, and like what got me into the Misfits was Cliff Burton wearing those shirts, so I you know, started buying the tapes and stuff. Right. Didn't know a whole lot about them. Cliff Burton? I don't know. I didn't know a lot about it, but I saw like a lot of kids wearing the Misfit shirts that knew less of it than me, so it became a turnoff because I was like, oh, fuck, I don't want to be associated or associate with these fucking people. And I, and I totally sh- kind of shut down ever getting into it and then delving into other horror punk because I, I was never a big punk fan to begin with, mainly because I think a lot of the punk I was introduced to 
and called punk, I was like, oh, this this was nothing edgy. If I had never heard them, I wouldn't be, you know, it wouldn't have changed. It didn't change my life, but I, I did like some of the stuff and the imagery. Same, it's a, and that's a good point, too, how you mentioned how it is, like, a very wide audience. Because for me, too, if anyone gave a shit what my opinion was, <laughs> is that... Uh, for years, I, I did I did just kind of dodge it. It was just like, yeah, fuck that. That's like that trendy sh- like punk band thing, you know. It was all about just metal and the fastest, most you know, extreme. And it's like, yeah, I don't I don't like punk. I don't like that. And I, even when I did like hear it, I was like, ah, I don't care about that. And then you know later on, hearing the fastest, the most extreme, and you know enough of that, and yeah. wanting something more. I, uh, so I'm a late arrival. Yeah, that's kind of a yeah. late arrival to the Misfits and. Uh, you know, and I do appreciate it. And uh, for a while there, I don't know if I was like the the big diehard fan, because it, it's to me it's like Slayer and a lot of some of the other bands, like where you like them. But at this day and age, I would never in a million years dare to even buy a T-shirt and wear it in public. You <laughs> that's, know? that's how it was right. in the '80s with it, because it was it, you know, and in into the, in the '90s, it, it it kind of exploded. But getting into it, then like I have then kind of really appreciated the songs and stuff and it's kind of funny that it is like sing-along kind of stuff with the message that it had nonetheless i like michael graves era stuff and i like even the last record i grant i hated it at first but i enjoyed it after listening to it for a while and a lot of bands really held on to their misfits influence and one of the things that i've noticed about this horror punk genre is that it is kind of a loose term especially we we came up with a list of stuff to like play and chat with in the background and here's another band creeping cruds and kind of furthering my point with the the whole horror junk punk thing being a just a general term is that listen to this band You know, I mean, it's got the punk open chords kind of stuff, but at the same time, it, it's more like, to me, like rock and roll, kind of, you know? Yeah, ro- it's got a little bit of rockability to it. Yeah. It, it. And there's a certain attitude it has that, again, I think is probably more horror punk and then, I mean, yeah, it's, and that riff's a great fucking riff, and... But yeah, that's totally different than the working corpses. But I could see them being similarly thought of. But you know, yeah, like th- this this has more, like you said, rock and roll and punk influences. Whereas sometimes the working corpses has more metal. I don't re- really hear any metal in here. Now that riff, could you saturate yeah, the guitar more and make it a metal riff? Yeah, you could. It's but, it's such yeah, it's so much it's such a thin line even between punk and metal. You know. But it's, I think a lot of times with a lot of these bands, as we're going to continue going further down the list, is there really like an avid scene for it? You go to the shows, you find the fans, but it's not like it's not like metal, how there's a freaking podcast about it. There's record labels, endless record labels. Like, where where's the one, the horror punk label? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just with like anything, you got to research it and you got to just find out what you're looking for. And I, I don't think it's as narrow as what you're saying, Eddie. I think it is a diverse thing when you compare musically um, like you listen to the Creeping Crush. Well, I mean, my point wasn't that it's 
they're bringing in a lot of other influences. You know what I mean? Right, but it's still under the horror punk banner. Right. So, I mean, I, I don't think it's like as narrow as, you know, it may be viewed as. It's because, like, the Creeping Crud sounds completely different than the Misfits. Right. And, like, you wouldn't confuse the two, but it's still all considered horror punk. And I, I'm sure that and I, I understand why Ash Thomas doesn't want to be labeled it lumped in with the horror punk because. Or just the, the horror punk. Yeah, just horror punk because the Vladimir's do sound quite different from. A lot of the other horror punk bands that are out there. If you were to listen to other tracks than that, I mean, that was more of the direct horror kind of yeah. punk stuff. But they do have like you know double kick drum beats. It, it doesn't always just woes. There's uh, hell. I I've, one time I saw like on their MySpace page or whatever the hell it was for the Vladimir's and said influence typo negative. I was like huh? And then I started listening. I was like well, well yeah, goddamn, I, I heard some typo negative. You know, yep. and, and so there's way more to it. And and that's kind of the. And I cool guess that's thing. what I was saying about it, is it's like, you know, when you hear thrash metal, you know what you're going to fucking get. With horror punk, it's... Yeah, that was kind of the point yeah, I was getting yeah. at. And that, that's because they bring in so many other influences yeah. to it. And, and, do, and, maybe, and maybe that's where I'm wrong, that obviously Creeping Cruds is horror punk, Lurking Corpses has a horror punk influence to them. Well, and, and again, but the thing is, is like when you were talking about there's a community of thrash metal or whatever and labels... That's because you and I are fucking heavy metal fans, Craig. Right. Well, yeah. And so there's probably stuff Who? out there, <laughs> Reaper. <laughs> that there's probably stuff out there that we're not familiar with because it's not our. So I didn't want to interrupt Kevin Runner. or Graveworm. I didn't want to interrupt Graveworm because, but yeah, maybe I'm just not well versed enough in the, or engulfed in that scene enough from an outsider look. But I think that I am, and that's my perception. But I could be totally wrong. And speaking of more influences, bringing stuff to the table, we're listening to a band called Grave Robber, and they bring Christ in the horror punk, even more so than Jerry Only. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I want to kill you over and over again. Maybe he wants to kill the devil over and over again. Doesn't sound very Christian, but yeah, they but do whatever. have very Christian songs that aren't exactly obvious. At least I was telling uh, Kevin when I let him borrow the disc, is like, you know, that's a Christian band, but I don't think it's like, you don't hear, it's like, you know, the Lord is Savior. And then you gotta sing it, like, it's kind of like messages, like there's a song, Screams of the Voiceless, and it's like, right. that sounds like horror to me, and then you listen to it, and, it, and then it becomes evident that he's talking about not and having a choice for as, abortion and shit. As, as you listen, to, or as I listen to these back-to-back more, which, like, I'm not gonna sit down and probably listen to a lot of horror different horror punk bands back to back but the more I hear them as different as they sound and I hear more similarities than I would if I heard that band then jammed Tormentor and then went back and jammed another horror punk so in other words listening to them back to back I'm starting to see more of a commonality and maybe it is a broader genre than than what I thought because you definitely hear it and you're like what's that I'm sorry So you just might not realize it because of just you're unfamiliar with the various bands that exist in that Umbrella. So. It, it, and I guess yeah. when, I, when I was saying before that, like, it seems like they're influenced by a lot of other stuff. But as I hear them back to back, I hear, all right, there's definitely. That's the cool thing about it is yeah. listening to this sounds. It's like, all right, well, I see there. It, it is a broader genre because, yeah, they're bringing other influences in. But I guess that's what thrash metal guys do. Right. And black, you know, they're bringing in, and that's why sometimes it's hard. But, but it is a broader genre. When you have done the research, because yeah. it isn't like to the unknowing, 
you know, so by saying that, you could think that, like, well, okay, cool. Start looking up a zillion horror punk and, like, what the fuck are you talking about, Eddie and Kevin? All these sound the same because you do have to really dig, too, to find some. Right. But true. when you do find that difference, it is pretty drastic as opposed to thrash or, or opposed to black metal to one another. Well, maybe black metal could be a little bit more diverse, too, of the metal genres. Here's a band, Gravetones. Kind of has more of the Elvisy kind of approach with his vocals. Quite honestly, this is the best song on the album <laughs> by far. <laughs> so there's songs on here like, huh? And they're a little bit more rockabilly kind of stuff. And maybe, and one of the things that a listener might be thinking, well, how the fuck does this tie in the metal other than you guys liking it? There's a lot of metal people that like this. Yeah. And there's a lot, and the, actually the bass player from this band, I remember when I bought the CD, Grave Tones again, they, I had to, uh, I was talking to the bass player and for whatever my email address, Crucify Mortals, we're talking about metal, and he was, you know, or I saw a picture of him wearing a Slayer Live Undead, and he kind of delved to the fact that he liked metal. And he yep. was, he went on and explained how people give him shit for his band because he plays an electric bass as opposed to playing an upright acoustic bass, which I think is a stupid freaking style. There's talking about bringing stuff into the horror punk right. genre. Yep. There's a but lot of bands that do that then, too. The, the other thing about horror punk and metal fans, though, is maybe why some are drawn to it. It's, it's like the whole what the whole purpose of this episode is supposed to be is Halloween and that scary mm -hmm. kind of, you know, the lyric, lyrical content and like everything we've heard so far has been great beats, great energy music. It's definitely, there's, there's a rebellious that there's, there's an edge to them. Each, each band brings in a different edge, but that horror side of it, it's like the really same brings thing. it together. Yeah. It's like why we like horror, horror movies, yeah, uh, the the music we listen to, and there's a certain intensity, a different kind of intensity, I think, with horror punk. No, it's a great we're here point. Now, than than metal, and it's so it's a nice break, but there's still the commonality of right. horror, you know, or something darker and scarier and, and less mainstream. Sure. No, it's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great point. Um, and speaking of metal involvement, and this one's for fucking Kevin all the way. I'm gonna even turn it up for him. <laughs> Hollow Mass. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I like this band. Listen to this voice. When the album's over, I, I do feel like I need to go and like reattach my tongue. It's like it sounds like he doesn't have a tongue, a little bit, or a problem with his tongue, or maybe it's just me. I think it's just you. I hear she sings like this. Maybe he has a birth defect, like I did, like a, a tongue tied. Well, I'm that was a sorry, to, that sorry was to judge for your handicap, but when you're a singer, you kind of set yourself up for it. <laughs> I don't hear it. I dig it. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. But uh, the metal tie on this, too, like talking about metal guys that are into it or have involvement with the Killjoy from uh, Necromancy or Phasia was uh, guest singing on one of their songs or even put out one of their albums. Then Redstream put it out, metal label. So, yeah, And there's a certain funness to the punk aspect of it you know because it's it is it it's kind of like i think something drop a name band like midnight brings in there's a certain looseness or rawness to it so it's not always so damn you know spot on like a lot of metal is or there's yeah. a certain loose funness to it like you can kind of relax a little bit and plus there's always there's that attraction to punk already that yeah. metal people have yeah yeah Horror 59. They're from Cleveland area. I know the singer of this band. He won. He had a, a zine and he did a Crucify Mortals interview and review. 
and you meet the guy you would never think that he was in the metal. Right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, do you like this band? They're pretty good. They're not probably the, the top tier of my favorite horror punk bands, but I do like the album. Yeah. Yeah, I like them. Because you have the CD you got it from My Mind's Eye. Well, My yeah. Mind's Eye put out this album, um, The Golden Age of Sin. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And hell, you know, we uh, actually, Crucify Mortals, played with Lurking Corpses in their hometown of uh, Fort Wayne. Talking about the Misfits and how they cross to a lot of different crowds, crowds that you don't want to otherwise be associated with. I've seen the Misfits live, or the joke fits to some, and because it's Jerry only and no one else, proper name, Jerry only. Mm. And, uh, you know, and it was a crowd where it was like, I think this is the last time I'm ever going to see the Misfits. <laughs> <laughs> and so you find there will be, and much like metal too, or much from a uh, outsider or unknowing person, I that metal, you know, they would see, like we have mentioned uh, in the last few episodes, Lamb of God, or someone a little more even, Slipknot. We're obviously just even through us, the educated eye, looking at them and going, that's fucking poser shit. I don't even need to listen to it, and I can tell you right, that. Right. To where someone else went, what do you mean? And then you start playing it, and still, what do you mean? And then you compare, what do you mean? They still never get it. Right. While with horror punk, I'm a little more educated than that. Or maybe I'm fully educated, and I, I just don't know. Either way, there's definitely ones that you see the, their image and you go, I don't even know if I want to listen to that. That was that guy at the Misfits show I didn't want to be around. Yeah. And Shadow Reichenstein definitely seemed to fit that bill. Granted, they're dressed like they're from World War II Nazis, and I guess they're from Germany, so that's even more so the shock value of for it, whatever the hell it may be. They do also add a New Age look to it like they're in freaking Slipknot. But I could be very wrong. It might be awesome. Okay. Well, let's find out. And this is Shadow Reichenstein with It's Halloween. I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, to me, there's nothing punk about or, or punk about it. I mean, the Halloween title, I guess, but there's no... It's pop music. It's got an interesting sound for pop music. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it's bad, but it's... Who the fuck came up with this list? <laughs> I mean, this isn't horror punk at all. But I'm sure there's a certain influence of it on there, but it's, you know, the keyboards being very prominent in it. It's like... We did just randomly choose this song, but then again, for horror punk, a six-minute song as this is... Seems to be uh, a bit long. Well, <laughs> it's probably safe to say two minutes in. That's how the song so sounds. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not by one song to say that's how the band sounds, but on here on Hellcast, they only get one song. So, the Independents. Now I remember them being awful, but they might be awesome for all I know. With Baby Doll. <laughs> Punk. Yeah, not, not very strong vocally, but it's got more of the uppity up kind of uh, radio friendly, radio friendly kind of vocals. Punk. Yeah, yeah. You like this band, Kevin? It's okay. Yeah. Okay. I can see 
now listening to the ones that I didn't load in and pick, <laughs> I could see where there is a lot of, like, you do get a lot of metal people that poo-poo it because, not to say that this sucks ass, but I could see where someone would be kind of like, this sucks ass. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, compare this to, like, fucking King Diamond, and it's like, oh, well, duh. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like with but metal, the genre, you, you can't, it, when you're trying to compare, use one or a, a, a handful of bands compare to uh, establish uh, a guideline for an entire genre, it's just, just as much of a shot in the dark as metal is. Yeah. Where, you know, you're going to have, you, if you have uh, current album Burzum versus Cannibal Corpse, you're like, well, that's a huge difference right, right, right. between everything, but it's still under the banner of metal, it's still under the banner of extreme metal. But it couldn't be as far apart from each other as if you tried. Yeah. So, I hope this song gets better, Kevin, because this is sucking some ass. <laughs> uh, well, you, you chose this one. I chose the band. You chose the song. Oh, okay. I just was. Oh, here we go. Yeah. I was just shooting in the dark. Yeah, I didn't know anything. No, this is good. It's Crimson Ghost with Necro Babe. From the Leaving the Tomb album. Not exactly playing it in the style of metal, but the guitar tone is definitely more Very of what would have metal guitar, would be. Yeah. Uh, you know, and maybe these guys, I, I don't know, Kevin, maybe you know, maybe they're like the corpses, maybe they bring in a lot of other genres and just horror punk, or is it... Uh, not on this album. This album pretty much has this guitar feel and vocals for every song, but their other albums do start developing into other styles. Okay. Yeah, other influences, I should say. In a good way or a bad way? Just different. I mean, it just sounds like, it's almost like a different band they're trying to get. And they just don't, and some, some uh, the band Plan 9, also a horror punk band, who... Get, they get pigeonholed as a Misfits cover band or Misfits tribute band, and they want to branch away from that, so then they develop uh, other influences and things like that. Right. Well, and one of the other cool things, too, about the horror punk stuff, and some, again, like with the sound, some bands will just oh, just freaking rip off Misfits and they all have the devil lock and stuff, but is the appearance. Like, if there's any style of music that was is going to play dress-up and, you know, go anonymous or whatever the heck with yeah. that dress-up, it's horror punk. I mean, think about it, Lurking Corpses. Uh, every single band I think we just played, well, not Vladimir's, but yeah, a lot of them. 59 doesn't either. Okay, but a lot of them do dress-up. Yeah. Horror 59, in a way, though, ha tries to bring a style. They yeah. dress like, like, you know, slicking the hair back. It's kind of rockabilly. But, you know, there, there's definitely that where a lot, I think, with metal, unless it's uh, black metal, it's few and far between that you get dress-up bands. Right. I remember Blitz, I remember seeing Blitz Kid live, and this is who we're listening to, and I, I remember being like, fuck this band. Grab the one you're closest to. It's interesting how all these bands, like, they... They'll do like kind of like softy songs that would be reminiscent to like Elvis style for the modern edge. I guess because Misfits did that. Yeah. So I guess they do rip them off a lot. <laughs> well, that's what being this might have been a bad, you know. <laughs> Necro teenage necrophilian love. It's a love song. Where you Wait well, I'm waiting a second. <laughs> well, they're. I remember them sounding like Green Day, honestly. Oh. When I saw him live, I... I want you to dance. 
Yes, it's okay. It's not awful, but it's... Yeah. I don't need it in my collection. Right. No, it's too... It's not as bad as Green Day. Yeah. Well, maybe that's how they were live. Yeah, it was... Uh, it's just a little too friendly. Zombie Ghost Train with R.I.P. Let's see what this is all about, fellas. Oh, God. It's got the acoustic bass. I don't understand the point of it. It sounds clingy-clangy to me. Every acoustic bass band I've seen. Heard at least. way better than what's good. Like, I think this is pretty cool because this, this is like going to that thing where it's like you want something that's got a good beat. It's peppy, but you just kind of need, need a break or need a change. Uh-huh. And it's it's that but admittedly so that like, okay, this is not bad. Don't you feel kind of like these? if I met these guys in person, they could probably be very well big douchebags. I don't know. Just I don't judge a book by a cover. But you never yeah. know. No, I, yeah. I was just wondering I mean, if you shared that <laughs> thought. with, Like, I mean, honestly, you can do that with any band, of course. Yeah. But, like, there's some of these horror punk bands, just, you know, whether it be the rockabilly style, whatever the hell, they're, like, you just kind of look at them like, those guys might be told douches more than, more than <laughs> oh. like, some metal yeah. bands. Uh, that you just, I don't know. Oh, the only one? Yeah. Okay. yeah you're kind of the only asshole What is this band? Calibris? Calibris? Yep. Voices of the Dead. The official video that we cannot see on the radio. Oh no. Like these guys are probably douches. Well, and, and, and you hear the production on it? Oh my. See, that sounds like a, a band you'd hear on like the... Radio, and you know yeah, why? Yeah. Like, like it's again the chord progression and the riff. It's not bad. It's just got that. This is way too produced for horror punk, in my opinion. Yeah, there you punk. go. Yeah. Oh yeah, they look like greasers. Like the feeling I get watching this is it, it looks like like that band we just watched prior to. They they look like maybe they were a bit more into it, whereas these guys look like they're doing it maybe because they think it might be the next big thing. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I, or that they have the ego that it is like that they're great and shit. And I don't know, yeah, but it, it's the sound of it's not very edgy. Like that guitar's got that that disturbed. That doesn't sound like disturbed, but that very generic guitar tone. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's. Oh, I like it. I mean, I, I think they're they done enough albums they've been around long enough to establish that it's just not uh they're not a johnny come lately with it you know they, they're into the music they've been doing it for a long time and i don't know i just i, just, it, I is, happen to like them I, mean, I understand what you're saying is it, it a later have, song here that we're listening to um i'm not sure i'm not that familiar to know which album which songs uh, this album's from but uh because i was gonna say you, maybe that's from. it is you know they've been in the career long enough that you know now they have money and they're like, hey, let's try to make a good... Oh, uh, they still don't have money. They just played Now That's Class. Oh, okay. Well, then. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. I think what it really is is that 
First, it was that he likes I wrestled the bear once, and now it's Calabrese. I mean, I think Kevin has lost his guest privileges on this show. He's a questionable medalist at best. I like the video. It's video is cool. Music's it's just straight up rock. Oh, we heard. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I like. I I grew up on. I mean, it wasn't awful. I just fuck with. I I know, but yeah, I'm just letting people know that I I like the band. So that's fine. Well, it took you a lot of balls to admit to that one. I don't know. I think it's kind of cool when people like stuff different. Oh, they God. Like everything that, that you like, because then you can learn something from them and about yourself. We yeah. need to give some edge and ball busting to this show. It's been too much of, yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, that pretty was good. really good. I like that one. It was great, <laughs> fellas. Yeah, it was really good. Good choices, Kevin. Pat's yeah. on the back. Good, good, good one here. I figured that uh, since we played them before on the show, we have the CD here, and it's good stuff. Let's give them some more love. I like I like Vladimir's a lot. Oh, I love Vladimir's, yeah, especially that record. Stuff. Yeah. Well, is, is this your favorite? This uh, Serpent Girl is the record I got in my hand. Is this your favorite record? It has my favorite songs on it, but the favorite album overall is probably the debut. Self-titled. That's actually probably my favorite album. And you're, this is your favorite, huh, Eddie? I don't, I don't know that Girl. I have a favorite of theirs. I even, the, late, the latest one, The Late Hours, I thought they really burned out on that one. There's some fucking like real emotional tunes on it. And that one came out Hell's Headbangers. Way to plug, man. It, well, it did. <laughs> Serpent Girl's great. I think it displays kind of their metal edge to it rather than just being totally up, straight up horror punk as people would lump them into and as Ash the drummer hates and as I don't feel is proper for them. But I still think it's one of their most jamming songs. Definitely hits you in the face. Definitely shows you the metal edge to it while having the horror punk edge and all that stuff. Maybe not every little edge that they have, but hey, not everyone can do it in one fucking song. I think that Serpent Girl is a proper oh, song it's to play. a great song. So here's Serpent Girl.
So since we were talking about horror punk, and since it's a Halloween special, if you're going to have a heavy metal Halloween party, obviously there's some bands out there that might be more in line with Halloween than just what heavy metal a lot of times is with demons and satanic songs and stuff. But certain bands like Acid Witch are one that definitely has a Halloween vibe to it. No it, way, man. It's all the devil's music. It, well, yes, yeah, it is too. But now, like, when I when you hear this, I mean, do you guys not feel like, hey, it's Halloween season when you're hearing this? Typo negative is another one. A certain kind of creepiness to it that is it because of the imagery you see on the album that sets your mind up for it, or does the music really take you there? Well, I'm not exactly being the best spokesman for a Hell's Headbangers release by saying this. But with Acid Witch Stoned, no, because I don't really like that album. But I know exactly what you mean. Well, what about uh, with Tanny? Um, you know, I know it's an, uh, a Halloween-y kind of band, but Acid Witch, no, doesn't really like get me in that certain mood. I know exactly what you mean, and there, there definitely are bands, but... Uh, that also varies for me, too, which is kind of interesting, I guess. Yeah, well, like, what about, like, King Diamond? Halloween mood? No. No. Uh, shit, what does get me in the... Honestly, the Halloween... The, the, the theme music for the movie is about the, the most that really gets me pumped for that time of year. Same and maybe thing. it's because of my Dorcas ritual I have with it, and I don't maybe do that for certain bands, as I do with movies. What were you saying, Kevin? Sam Hain, the band. Yeah, it does uh, that yeah, for you. Yeah. The Dantic band, yeah, Sam Main, yeah. That has a real good mood to it that I think it's really... It's not necessarily not synonymous with Halloween, but, I mean, when it, in this type of season, it just... It, maybe it's one of those uh, psychological connections that has, you know, just has a little more creepiness maybe to it that... Um, I, don't, I don't understand why Acid Witch makes me think of... I mean, obviously this song, Trick or Treat, but... You know, it's the imagery on the on the album. When you look through the liner notes, and you see uh, Shagrat and Sasha Dave, and they're standing with all the fucking Halloween paraphernalia in there. Mm-hmm. Does that, yeah, creep into your subconscious? Whereas, you know, Samhain, that's another name that Halloween had. Sure. Does, like, when I listen to Typo Negative, like the early stuff, I do not think Halloween at all. But for whatever reason, once Bloody Kisses came out, there was something that kind of reminded me and even some of the October Rust stuff, which I don't know if you guys care for that or not, but I like it. But it, uh, Typo Negative definitely was one of those bands, not so much slow, deep, and hard, but their, all their albums is like, oh my god, this sucks. And then I had to like listen to it about five times where I really then like actually liked it, liked it. Kind of got this. And I remember when you were talking about even October Rust, not that we're we're violating our underground rule here, but. Uh, you were saying how much you loved it, and like I have the album, I know it, I like it, but I didn't appreciate it. And then you kept talking about, kept talking about. So then I went back. I was, you're like, I really like Wolf Moon. I was like, really? Then I went back and I played. It, I was like, it's a pretty damn good song. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's something very almost like fall like, and, and maybe it's referring to earlier. You know, there's you get that feel of that dark life, death kind of. Maybe with some of their music, like see, that's so. I I, I, I full heartedly agree that there's music that does that, but to be honest, toward the conversation, I do not get that. And I was trying to think when you guys were talking. I can't think of a band that does that for me. Wow. Like the movie yeah. soundtrack for Halloween does that. Like well, I get course. that. Yeah, I get yeah. like that. And 
but maybe because I'm not there's no one band that I'm that dorky about as I am with that movie like I'll only watch it this time of year and it like you know I gotta put up the like freaking the, the displays and the candles and stuff and I don't know it's really fucking dorky <laughs> me tr- trust me oh <laughs> it is but it's cool I mean and who gives a shit I mean right right I'm having I, fun I, with it you know, a friend of mine, she was, uh, we were talking, we are going to go see uh, a new horror movie coming out. Um, horror movie. Horror movie. And she was kind of bashing herself saying, man, I, I feel so pitiful because I get so excited about this stuff. I'm like, why Why be, why think it's so pitiful? Or That might not be the word she used, but I'm like, you know, just in, enjoy what you, what you like, and if it puts you in the mood for the season, great. If it's just 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 crazy, like, and shifting topics here a little bit, but like, as far as obviously we all like that creepiness, but like October thirty one is called that. Just not listening to the music, mm. it does not make me think of Halloween for some reason. And that's no. not kind of music. It just to me, it's not like uber Halloweeny. Whereas like King Diamond this time of year, I think like is see it, he's. It's, He's the same as October thirty one, where you would think, but I don't get that at all. Well, no, and that's what's cool. That's what makes it makes you know the world go round. How about you, Kev? This well, the world is flat, so yeah. <laughs> well, it is absolutely. fall off the edge. <laughs> uh, not specifically, uh, no. I mean, there's, like I said, there's a few songs um, that yeah, has a connection with it, whether it is Halloween by King Diamond or Halloween by The Misfits. Or Halloween 2 by Sam Hain is just done, I don't think. It's just, you know, I, I'm connected more, like you said, with the imagery of Acid Witch. I'm connected more with the music of Sam Hain for the season versus their cover art um, specifically. Because like I think it's just the death metal feel. I just don't connect with it to Halloween. You know, I just I can enjoy it. I think I don't think the the season changes my level of enjoyment of their albums. I, I enjoy them the same no matter what season it is. Well, yeah, of course I, I'm the same way. But sometimes, sometimes hearing the music, I, when I have trick or treaters at my house, I, I actually play. I try to come up with a playlist to play outside. And every every year, I guess it's going to be different because last year I was playing a lot of death metal, just like clanging. <laughs> <laughs> like impale Nazarene and stuff because I just thought that because that's scary to some people. Yeah, but like I'm thinking cum mouth, yeah. more like uh, cum face, more like uh, in the mood stuff. Which I guess I was going to ask you guys what you would do with a Halloween party. Well, you wouldn't play any heavy metal because you guys. Don't, well, that the, the we don't did get it. That feeling we did it the one year when we were the gay couple <laughs> for Halloween <laughs> by you coming over my house and we both got dressed up and two single dudes handing out candy, uh, <laughs> scaring the shit out of people too. Yeah. It's funny. I I know, but it's like because then we were talking. We told the story the one time, but then, that, then the neighbors like, yeah, and, you know, and well, I live down the, in Lakewood, and and you know, we're just friends, okay. you know, like, like, like we're just, friends, but we don't live together. We're not friends, right, right, right. <laughs> this had a been point. Not not that there's anything wrong, but that's just not how we do. It. We're just like, we like Halloween, you know. Mm-hmm. I remember that year, you you kind of did that. You're like, you had the playlist. Because I never really did that. I would just like bust out the Halloween soundtrack. I'd be that typical house on the street, really. But the guy that actually like really was engulfed in it, you know, everyone else just goes to Kmart or whatever store and buys the soundtrack. I'm like, because that's what I know, because it's that iconic. But you did that with the music, and it was just kind of like, I, I, I understand people are probably scared of it, and it's definitely suiting the mood. But I was, it was just like listening to a record for me. Somewhat though, with it all, the house being all dark and right. having the lights on and stuff, it did bring out a different element from it okay. but 
I don't know. It's just still not it, in comparison. It's, That's weird. It's, yeah, it's still funny because I, I was kind of thinking the same thing, too. If it wasn't for the costume, I thought the strobe lights, the smoke machine, and all yeah. that sort of stuff kind of added to the creepiness of it. And then what really got me into the mood, I guess, now that I think about it, was a lot of the, the people's reactions. I mean, I had kids that would look up at me and <laughs> shudder. I'm kind of fucking ugly, but, and, you know, and, and what was even cooler was is some of the parents with them, I, many times they're like, we've never seen anybody do this on this house. Your house is scary. And I, and I did, last year was like a fucking hurricane. Yeah, I know. Came through Cleveland. So it I sucked. totally couldn't do it up. Like, what, what band would you put on as a Halloween party? You know, I would love to have that with that kind of going flat as far as like, well, hey, I would put this band. Yeah, this, I know exactly what you mean, Eddie. There are definitely are bands that if I was looking through a roster and trying to come up with an unknowing party's party list of music, I could definitely help them without and probably make some wise decisions of such. And I think you could too. And what would be this year's, just looking through your collection, what would be this year's collection? And have you kind of obviously wondered why this band isn't though fitting the criteria? Like, why well, would a I band like Cannibal Corpse not exactly fit Halloween? I, I think because Cannibal or Corpse, would they? I, for me, the, it, it it might from the musical standpoint, but this year for some reason I'm thinking more lyrically. I I, I don't know why because I've been on it like a hell heavy metal kind of kick lately, and their lyrics, as as I read before, there's a certain mystery to them. It's not like just chopping people up like. In Patigo, I think last year I played for a while at my house. <laughs> but like this year, I'm thinking. I wonder why that it wasn't the hurricane, it was the music. <laughs> Probably. They had no trick or treaters. <laughs> well, no, I had, a, I had a shit ton of. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But I did yeah. have a shit ton of trick or treaters. Oh, well, but this year I'm thinking, <laughs> like, because, like, and again, the King Diamond. Like, I didn't have shit. Like, hell, King Diamond. Acid Witch or some of the ones, Merciful Fate or something that I might play this year if, if I decide to go that route. Now, I've also got the Trigger Treat. As good of a playlist as that is. That, to me, if I was like going through Haunted like if there was like a, a, a collection of Haunted Houses, you know, like, I don't know, what the fuck you want to call it? Haunted House, am I going to play? Seven Floors of Hell, hell or am I going to play something like that? Probably not. I'm going to probably have... Horror music and screams. And well, see, stuff. yeah, that's the thing. But so that, to me, that's how I treat my house for for the trick or treater thing, for a Halloween party too, as it were. Like that, that would be like the rocking haunted house, you know. Like so, it would be, it would lighten the mood. What sure, would really? you do, Kev? Yeah. yeah, I can see it. What would you do? Uh, you, you wouldn't go, have a party, go to would someone you? else's party. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's party goers and there's party havers, and not everyone can have them. Well, what about if it were the death metal versions? I mean, granted, I was the guy that was contradicting what you were going to play, but maybe it would just make it that much more awesome. Who knows? Have you ever wondered? Merciful Fate as death metal. No. But now I'm sorry, you, you piqued my curiosity. Six feet under. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. They did do this cover. Yes. <laughs> Does sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, see, that doesn't sound good at all. <laughs> Does kind of sound like suppress or uh, you know, influence like Doom Band? 
Yeah, we'll take that. Doesn't sound awful. All right. <laughs> no, it's not awful. It's a great fucking song. He translates either way. And that's the basis, though. Because have you? we've all been there. We're, and this is not exactly the uh, adaptation of this scenario. But how many times have you gotten a record? It might be death metal. Mostly death metal or yeah. something crazy. Where you get it. Primarily 7 inches, too. Because they're the ones that more vary in speed, whether it be 33 and a third to 45 RPM. And you get the son of a bitch. It doesn't tell you what to play it, which is a vile fucking lation, because I, god damn it, I never, you know, you want to know. Yeah, yeah. And then you put it on there, and it's either overtly chipmunks, or it's like, huh, well, uh, I mean, sometimes you can't tell if it's right. Yeah, like, oh, well, <laughs> sounds I, good both ways. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know. And that's where it stems from. Obviously, if you put this on the wrong speed, it would be much slower than this because this is just Pitch truly the death metal version. Yeah. By which I mean most death metal bands tune to the tuning of C, which Kevin had told us he doesn't understand or understand the logic behind it. And which is actually, in this frame of mind, entirely to what your thought process is. Mm-hmm. Rather than getting all nerdy and getting in detail about it, I understand. There's someone here for you, Kevin. If you need to talk to someone, I'm here. All right. Got it. Not about I wrestled the bear once or uh, the Crimson Ghosts or whatever that was. <laughs> but that they tune four frets down. Four imaginable frets for those non-guitar players. Which would be two steps. But four frets for the people that don't understand. E to C. Bringing that down, loosening the tension. That's what this is. So C in the C tuning. Moving forward with that, that did kind of sound awful, <laughs> is other bands that I wondered, what would they sound like if they were death metal? Or just at a hol- trying to be more appropriate for a Halloween party. To stick with the Halloween thing, of course. And here's Hyrax. You with Demons you Evil Forces. Sounds more demonic. Believe in me, my son. I am the Lord God. The Holy See, that Lord. doesn't sound right because he's. <laughs> he just sounds like he's drunk. <laughs> I don't want to hear the fucking bigotry thing, but he sounds more black. <laughs> well, I was going to say, you're picking like guys that are like whalers. I know. Well, that would mean if it was Cannibal Corpse, it wouldn't be that much fun. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Who said I didn't pick those though? That, <laughs> I think I think these guys sing in such a high range you'd have to go like down an octave or something. Well, that's not cool the music though. <laughs> yeah. I dig it. <laughs> yeah, I pick up this record. So, Kate, next record, pitch shifted. <laughs> that's right. I want to see when it gets fast though. <laughs> it's much heavier. That rough's heavy. That is. <laughs> Sloppy. It was like, huh? It's like a train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, man. That's great. Well, I figured since... What the hey? He's such a great guy. Let's see what... Now, there's other variations to that. Now, this would be truly, if you had your record on the wrong speed, right. the, the song would get wrong, longer because it spins slower. Well, this was compensating just tuning it down for the death metal version. But I figured Hell's Bells would really appreciate to hear what his heroes, uh, Bruce Springsteen, would do when he <laughs> was in the band. And I think he said, let's do Doom. Hills bells. Come on, Bruce. You ring those bells quite slowly. If this is hell, it's too slow. So you did slow it down, too. Yes. Mr. Patchmaster told me that. ACDC, on the wrong speed, is the best new man. Metal van ever. It's <laughs> annoying. It's so fucking slow. <laughs> yeah, because you're like, you know the original song. You're like, I want it. Like, come on, let's go. <laughs> but it's pretty sweet. <laughs> Especially with the drum beat. Like, Fuck, let's go. Uh-huh. Come on, Hell's Bells, let's move. I think it's the Mel Gibson version, actually. No, he, no it was uh, Bernstein. I think yeah. so. Sorry. But yeah. wasn't Bernstein one of those? I, I guarantee you he was in it. No, it's Bob Seeger. That's the version it was. Yeah, because he was definitely in the band. I know. There we go. It sounds pretty sweet, man. <laughs> Matchmaster knows his shit. It's a good doom metal band. <laughs> what speed is slower than 33 and a third on the record? You'd have to have a... Like mine has a, a manual... Well, I guess that's just thinking that it was master at 45. Well, mine I could slow it down, but... Oh. No, you're right. Good yeah. technical detail. Yeah, detail. Here we go. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. <laughs> oh, white lightning, it says. Those bells, we're gonna have to hear you sing along, you man. What's that, Hell's Bells? Bob Seeger, really? I think so. He's gonna sing right here, Hell's Bells. And what's funny is, listen. I never since realized it, since it slowed down, he gets the bells almost. I didn't know that was going on in the background. Maybe that was uh, Bob Seeger in the background. No, that was definitely Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> really? I think yeah. it was Bernstein. I think it was Brewstein, yes. Really? Brewstein, that's what it was. Yeah. What about Metal Church? Do you think it would be much heavier to be at the Death Metal Church? <laughs> well, they already two and a half stepped down to begin with. So. so this is like two and a half steps down. Or Correct. two and a quarter or something. Two and a half. Well, a lot of death metal did tune the D, too, so it'd only be two frets for the unknowing. That would be even deeper. Not be for, for D? E 
flat going down to yeah. If it's going down oh, two I steps, know. it's yeah. going to be sharp actually. Yeah, it's, f- it's uh, five st- uh, five frets for unknown people. Two and a half steps. Correct. Oh, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> Sounds pretty sweet. The older David Wayne. <laughs> yes, so yeah. That just like that. Dude, we can release the uh, death metal versions. <laughs> An album. That'd be great. What about uh, Raise the Dead? There we go. Overkill? Oh, Venom. Well, now you said that Hellhammer played or slowed Venom down or sped him up. What, what, what was slowed it? him down? Slowed him down. Slowed the singles. Right. I believe if I remember the history properly, that's how they were influenced by the same wanted Venom, but thicker and meaner. So they slowed down the singles. Huh. I mean, if I, if my memory is correct on this situation, but I'm pretty sure that's in the Hellhammer book. Like, uh, only death is real. Didn't Arnold Schwarzenegger try out for Hellhammer? I thought it was Stallone. Well, no, because Schwarzenegger's Austrian. And Hellhammer is well, from Switzerland, right? <laughs> well, no, because in yeah, he tried out for Hellhammer's uh, the the uh, that was great. The, Bill. Well, the the, re- the reunion for Hellhammer in the '90s because when they shot True Lies, they shot a scene in Austria, okay, or Switzerland. I'm sorry, I'm getting it all effed up now. Yeah. So that that's when he's tried out. All right. I defer to your knowledge on it. Yeah, yeah. that's the part where you're supposed to... Well, I know for a fact that... uh, I know for a fact that you're incorrect. (laughs) I know for a fact (laughs) that uh, the dude from Belphegor was really in it. Who's this? Some band. It's a grunge band. Or they turned into one, I guess. Well, right, because (laughs) Kurt Cobain met Warl Dane, and he said, hey, we should start a band called Cathedral. (laughs) Warl Dane was like, well, that's cool, but there's already a Cathedral Doom style, and I want to play power metal. So then Kurt Cobain started his band, and here it is. I I think it was, uh, I thought it was Buzz Melvin. Who's that? (laughs) The guy from the Melvin. Oh, they're from Seattle, too, I guess. <laughs> sounds like uh, sounds like something from a movie. He kind of sounds like uh, the first uh, Candleman, yeah. doesn't he? A little bit. Johan. <laughs> Man, that sounds really heavy. That one actually sounds pretty good. The music, especially. I'd play this for Halloween. You know, and people are going to be like, well, they already did that. But really, they never did do that. Like, it would be cool to have a heavy metal band 
and you did like and you played the classic style riffs no modernization nothing and played it in a really low tuning just heavy as fuck yeah. you don't know, imagine judas priest death metal well you don't really have to because here it is but no one like someone but like, well you know like in tomb kind of did that carcass or whatever they do did rock and roll or whatever and it's like yeah but they it was modernized you know it wasn't right. the true yeah. like it wasn't fucking chuck billy playing a goddamn guitar tune to be like that's what you need to Does do chuck billy plays guitar in his bands not chuck billy um chuck berry This verse, of course, the other one sucks. Is this a demo with the original singer? I think so. Now, this is when they they were in uh, the garage. In Brazil. That was before, yeah, that was before. Because it's close to they Because they started out twice. First, they started out in a garage, and then they started out in England. But before that, they were in Brazil because it's. Whoops! <laughs> 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 still pretty goddamn high. Uh, high when <laughs> down. I mean, that would be sweet. I know you're always wondering how hellish hell would sound as a death metal band, and I think there actually is a death metal band called Hell, There's which was actually really them. the death of the uh, the the demo version. Of the Holy album. shit, this <laughs> Now this would be cool as shit at a fucking <laughs> I'm telling you man. You asked me what I would do for a Halloween party, this is what I do. I'm gonna shift your whole fucking selection. <laughs> I wanna hear him sing. How long does this go on for? He'll start talking and I don't have a minute. Sounds pretty heavy. Yeah, it does. Now that was on the wrong speed. <laughs> Not the uh, demo LP being chipmunks. What about Jack Panzer? <laughs> Sounds like 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 when Venom has the, the devil voice, like that does the commercials. Oh, <laughs> 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 
But, you know, what about death metal maybe being too, too muddy? And it needs to be on the right speed, so to speak. That is actually the least likely scenario, because it would have to be a single mastered at 45 RPM. And that would be only likely more or less on a 7-inch, because 7-inches have more playroom, where LPs are just because it's an LP and they already deemed it it was that long that they had to put it on a bigger format. Right. This is the more likely of scenarios, that you would get your fucking creator pleasure to kill in, and you'd be like, huh? Playing the old fucking bongos. <laughs> little reggae, never heard anyone. <laughs> Sounds like a shit. <laughs> it's like a little bit of chipmunk, but not too close to it to not. Sounds right. like a female. <laughs> it's the it's the Holy Moses cover of uh, <laughs> Pleasure to Kill. Back in the day, before she started grunting, and well, she, nothing really. I bet she grunted me. even back in the day, but yeah, never mind. What about witchcraft? Or, uh, acid witch. Acid witch. <laughs> Still Halloweeny for you? Yes, absolutely. It's the organs. It's something about the organs, I think. <laughs> it's like way too high. It sounds like black metal. Kind of sounds like. Yeah, it sounds more like black metal. Now. It's probably the closest to the original that we've heard on the, the, the selections that we've listened to so far. Yeah. Well, because this is the demo. See, when they were in the attic coming up with the idea, and then they eventually moved down to uh, England to start in their mom's England. Right, because that's where <laughs> that's where they started out, you know. Yes. And that's where things just got a little bit more heavy. Slasher Dave and Shagrat are both uh, very English. Yeah, well, <laughs> their, their mom has an England, then that's how they started their band, and, was in England. Right, and then they went to the staircase to get to the basement in Detroit. Yeah, correct. I think. Because the basement in Detroit's really close to England. And there's no garages. Oh, it is, it's very close. <laughs> if you didn't listen to the other episode, you're not yeah, going to get the these fuck are you talking about? The fuck are you talking about? No, they're not England. What? What are you talking about? Yeah. Starting in England. Yeah. England's got fucking basements. Buy a globe, damn it. And fucking yeah. Detroit has garages. Yeah, we're going to have a, all of a sudden there's going to be fan mail that comes in. It's going to be a globe. Like, <laughs> there's England, motherfucker. Brazil is not close. Yeah. Well, that's what a very reliable intelligence source once told us. Who, who said that, yes, it is. <laughs> Bob Seger. Dude, that, I that would have been great to be rewind to that conversation now and like and have it again and be like, Brazil is close to freaking England and do like he said. Like, show me that fucking globe and I'll take a goddamn bite out of it because it's not fucking close. <laughs> I'll take a bite. I'll eat it. <laughs> I'll eat that son of a bitch. Goddamn. I wonder what school he went to. Oh, he, he went to school? 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, but that's the goal, actually, to find out if Hell's Bells has kids. Kids, education. <laughs> There's a lot of things we got. Well, we already know he was a Marine, right? No, we don't know that. We, he <laughs> well, said he that. that. Yeah, yeah. That's, you're right. We don't know that. We don't know that. Yeah. He says he hunts. He says he smokes. I mean, really, the only thing that's evident is that he's a total fucking moron. <laughs> that's what we do know, honestly, and that he's really hit, and he gets hitter every time. It's actually my dad. Forgot to tell you. Well, that would explain a lot. Yeah. When, he, when he retired from his chasing whatever. Well, keeping up, since it is October 31, we're going to play October 31. And October 31's brand new album, Bury the Hatchet. Are we which, playing it at the right speed or different? Uh, we're going to play it at the right speed, Correct. but maybe you might not know. It is out on LP, too, and there's a limited edition treat bag that comes with it, much like that 7-inch had, or not the 7-inch, the, the uh, CDs, CDs had. Right. So very much in that vein will be with the LPs. Very kind of very cool. I've seen them. Uh, black, black print on a uh, an orange bag. It's pretty sweet. So it's more true to actually be a uh, a cricker treat bag than the other one was because the size is bigger. Yeah. And uh, I think that honestly, this is one of October 31's best covers. Absolutely, definitely, or yeah. just even for the year. Like yeah. I think that's one of the Core coolest work. covers I've yep. seen. Absolutely, yeah, definitely, very, cool. very much in the uh, Halloween vein. Uh, and not so much with the music though. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> King, but. Good record indeed. Yes. And so I figure, why not play the title track, Bury the Hatchet. And if you haven't gotten this and you need to get your post-Halloween treats in, I encourage you to buy it at Hell's Headbangers. So, not just giving you Hell's Bells as the treat, and I probably should have teased it earlier in the show, but if you remember the glory days of Hellcast when it was just me, (laughs) (laughs) and it was much shittier, because we all love Eddie Satan, right? and it's now much way more an entertaining show, and we've seen that when Eddie's not on the show, how bad it can really be. We don't don't have me remind you about that one debacle. There was a show before me. No attack on our guests, and speaking of lurking corpses, uh, we have a deal with the devil, as it was called. We are giving away some treats. Well, as we've learned also tricks. today that there are many demons have different meanings, so... Well, we... I'm have just sh- a fallen angel, so I'm not the devil. All right, well, I, I have think. strictly one meaning right here, and that is a, a giveaway right. for all listeners. And there will be one of the numbers of the beast. Six winners. And how you will win this prize is you will have to write in. And you will have to answer successfully the following question we are about to ask. And that is... Where are they going to write into? That's a very good question. <laughs> Hellcast at hellsheadbangers.com. Sorry, but Eddie can't be involved here. You have to write that one. Hellcast at hellsheadbangers.com. Successfully answering the question of... What does Eddie Satan do for a career other than Hellcast? What is it? So if you can answer that question, email me at hellcast at hellsheadbangers.com. What we have in store for you is a free copy of one of these, October 31's latest album, Bury the Hatchet, what you are about to hear, or what you already heard, The Lurking Corpses, Working for the Devil, their latest album, both on CD, either one of those. Were now, that- I, the question is, is I guess... If more than six people get it right, it's got to be the first six people you get emails from, right? Correct. So the first pe- six people to answer the question correctly. All right. Granted, it's a pretty easy question, so that I... I, and I don't know. I, well, I don't know either. So, right, if you have the answer to that question, 
Email hellcast at hellsheadbangers.com with the answers to that question, with the uh, prize of choice, and your address. Yeah, we're getting it all out of the way now. That way we don't have to correspond a zillion times and drag this out. So send all that in. Hope you enjoyed the Halloween episode. I am Reaper. I am Eddie Satan. I'm Kevin Graveworm. We will talk to you next time. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, so, uh, yeah, man, the last time before, you know, it's kind of why I'm out of work now is, man, there I was, 36,000 feet, sound asleep, inverted, number one engine's on fire. I looked out the window to my left was Brazil, to my right was England. Really? Yeah, they, they're that close, even from... You don't. You can't you, drive you can to Brazil see, and England? Well, from where I was perched, you could see it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then... We recovered out of it, made it back for the final approach and touchdown, so to speak. And but definitely the truck wasn't inverted. You couldn't have an inverted truck. I no, it's not a truck. It's, it's sort of like a truck, but it's 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 bigger. It's got okay. two diesel motors on it. This is when you were in work, right? This is when I was okay. When I was at work, how fast were you going? Oh gosh, uh, probably point eight speed of sound, point seven eight speed of sound, something like that. Mach, oh. sort of like Mach, uh, uh, Mach two, the band. Oh, okay, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. back. So point seven eight. In the back? Um, no, I'm at the, the, I'm at the pointy end, man. I'm at the, you know, you got you got to be careful up there because the tip of the fucking cock. window. You can see. That's why we could see Brazil and fucking England. Right. Okay. Because they are that close. But a car, a truck doesn't go that fast. <laughs> nah, probably does. I don't know. I don't think trucks. There probably is something out there. I've seen jet powered trucks. 